Yo, what it do, what it do, it's your boy Vibes. Yo, what's up, what's up, it's Sharon. What's good, it's Novell. And you now tuned into the Real Life Fish. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy Vibes. I'm here today with a special guest. Um, Sharon, you good? How's it going? Yeah, I'm good. All right, all right. So I'm allowing him to introduce himself. Peace, my name is Vernon Diverse Wooten. I'm the Senior Case Manager of Fatherhood Matters in Staten Island, a program uh, under UAU and funded by DYCD that's here to support non-custodial dads, but really all kind of fathers. Okay, all right, all right, cool. So if you don't mind us asking, where you from? Give us a little background about... I'm from the Bronx originally. Um, I'm from the last era of real ones, I feel like. Okay, salute, <laughs> salute, salute, salute. Um, but, uh, you know... Um, Clarify, what you mean by that, though? That's I just mean, true. like, you know, back, you know, certain rules was understood. You ain't have to put hands on nobody for them to understand what the rules was to get hands put on you. Right, correct. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now these people be acting confused about when they get hands put on them, like, how did that happen? <laughs> how that happen? <laughs> yeah, like, come on. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, um, you know, I grew up in the era when crack started. Crack um, like yeah. But I grew up when that era started, okay. so I watched people go from fish fights to shootouts. I watched that transition. I watched, you know, mothers go from being there to being on drugs. Okay. Um, you know, I had a hard background. My mother was never on drugs, but my mother was very super, super duper stern. Okay. So we got our asses whooped a lot. Um, <laughs> Made you a better man. Yeah. It did. For me, it yeah, did. For, yeah, right, for me, right, it right. did. Not everybody. Yeah. Clarify it ain't going to work for everybody. Yeah. But for me, per se, it definitely helped put the world in perspective and okay. give me a, a clear idea of what was okay and what wasn't okay. Right. right. And it, it was no... When you come up that way, you kind of stop looking for... You stop looking for excuses. Mm. You just do what got to get done because you know right. there's really no an excuse to still get your ass whipped. Correct. So, yeah, yeah. Excuses didn't really count. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I would lean on an excuse. It wasn't no excuses that we could. Right. Um, right. Okay. But nonetheless, I, I came up through that upbringing. So, mm. how was uh, was your father in the picture at all? Or Absolutely. Um, I didn't grow up. Uh, I, what I say, hmm, the fact of the matter is, my mom's and my pops was together when I was really, really young. Okay. Like three, four years old, um, and I had a little sister, and we did stuff as a family all the time. Okay. And um, then they split up, and I wound up going with my pops, and my sister with my mom's. Okay. My pops wound up getting murdered when I was about eight years old, well, and then I went back. Yeah. Okay. It's a long time ago, but yeah. Um, so after my pops wound up getting murdered, I wound up back with my mom's and was raised from there until I was like 13, and I became like a quote-unquote pins case. I was a pins case. It wasn't a quote-unquote. I was a pins case, which is a person who needed supervision. When they, right. It's like the out-of-control team, right. whatever. So I fell in that category, and that's how I came to Staten Island in the group home, and I've been here ever since. But I had a great relationship with my pops. Um, as far as I remember, my cousins remember me getting way more ass whoopings than I remember getting. Maybe because you blocked them out. I mean, I wonder. <laughs> but I remember only really one time that I got the business from them. But, yeah. Um, but... It was me and him. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I was young. That's I was right. like four, five, six. Right. You know, right. Uh, and my pops was a hustler, and I used to cook for myself after school, and nice. it was just me and him living like a bachelor life. You know what do I'm you, saying? Do you feel like um, his, you know, his unfortunate, um, you know, mean, yeah, did that cause you to to act out a little bit more? Absolutely. Okay. I was already 
I was already fighting a lot in school anyway, but mm-hmm. that was the era we lived in. It was like, right. you had to get it popping in kindergarten, exactly. first grade, <laughs> yeah. it was popping. It wasn't no, like, we were fighting on the regular. We yeah. were suspended in the first grade. Right, right, right. But after him, I became way more easily triggered. Mm-hmm. You know, back then we used to say your mother, your father. Somebody said your yeah, father, your I'm coming yeah. over to death. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. It, it had that impact on me for a while. And probably in retrospect, looking back as a grown man, I would probably say that I was probably a lot more angry and didn't realize it at that point mm. that he died. Not really. Um, like as a grown man, looking back, I could tell I was probably really, really yeah. angry. Yeah. Back then, I didn't realize that I was really angry. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So you, you told us a little bit about yourself. Can you tell us about the organization? But, um, Fatherhood Matters itself. Well, give you a little bit of background. Um, So I had an issue with my daughter's mother, right? My daughter was around eight, seven, eight years old, right? Started dating a new guy, slowly tried to push me out and slide him in as far as my daughter was concerned. Like me, I've been split up, but she was trying to play the new guy in the house thing <laughs> and I just wasn't having that and because she had already tried that once before mm-hmm. her thought was I'm gonna just go uh, get a order protection like I'm gonna turn it into a court thing to where oh. she felt like I messed up her prior relationship because that guy eventually sided with me about my daughter mm-hmm. and she would be like yo why are you arguing and fighting with him he, he's always here for his kid like right. why are you why is it always a beef, What's the beef? Right. and he started to wonder like what's your issue with him like is it more so she felt like I came in between that situation so with the new guy she didn't tell me about the new guy at all he told me he call, I called the crib he picked up like yo I just wanted to let you know that I exist <laughs> and uh and um so eventually we wound up in court and I knew I was going to go to court, so I decided to try to take parenting classes, and parenting classes led to me becoming a parent advocate. Wow. Um, just because the program, which was the Staten Island Community Partnership, the program that I was looking to offer me that service, mm-hmm. they were asked, they were trying to recruit more parent advocates and what they call community reps at the time, or people from the community who support parents who have ACS cases, okay, and they wow. wanted more men. Right. So when I asked to take the parenting class, they was like, the lady who ran it at the time told me, I'll trade you. Like, I'll hook you up with parenting classes, but I need you to become a part of this. And I was like, all right. Well, I wound up never taking the parenting classes, and that job led to me doing this here this many years later. Wow. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. So a big deal for me is that uh, we've been doing fatherhood. I've been doing fatherhood like 10 plus years. Before there was ever any money for it. Only mm. in the last few years, the money has money been allotted for it. But it was based on the work that we were doing ten years ago, that cr- collected the data that demonstrated the need. Okay, you know okay. what I'm saying? Because that's how the city works. You have to have the data that says this is a need. Here's a sufficient mm. need. This is how it impacts everything else. And then based on that, as the city allocates money every fiscal year, they make a determination on what initiatives. And then fatherhood became a small initiative. Right. It's currently an initiative now. You know what yes, I'm saying? Yes, okay. and it's a yeah. beautiful thing that you got. So yes, yeah. so. so I've kind of been around since the inception of the fatherhood concept, as far as the city is concerned. Okay. And you know what I mean? Oh, that's awesome. That's that's just changing the community. I guarantee it. Definitely well, one way or another, I was going to change the community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Um. So what did the so fatherhood matters is actually. A larger organization. It's it's just based in New York, or is it outside of New York too? Well, let me explain that. So once the city finally started to fund fatherhood programs, mm-hmm. 
Because it started out with something maybe called the Responsible Fatherhood Coalition, which was a coalition of men from around the city who were doing fatherhood work, but there was no funding for it. Okay. So these are guys who are volunteering or trying to create organizations, or little grassroots CBOs trying to do their thing. Mm -hmm. And I was a part of that coalition, um, trying to make decisions around fatherhood for the city. So once Staten Island, once the RFP went out to all the boroughs, the people who ran the Fatherhood Coalition from DYCD, that person is still sits above the programs. He was like, listen, um, diverse, such and such, or UAU got the contract in Staten Island, holla at them, I told them about you already. And it just so happens that my boss here had already met me from doing fatherhood stuff because they have this thing called Dad Take Your Child to School. Mm -hmm. okay. And they've been doing that for like 10 years. So he already knew me from that. So he offered me the job okay. and um, I took it. <laughs> I wound up taking it. So. Um, I created the name Fatherhood Matters and the logo and everything. As I started this job, it was just a fatherhood initiative. Right, you know what I'm saying? There was no concrete something. It was just an idea, exactly. and okay. it was my job coming in to kind of give it a structure and a look. A like, face. they had an RFP of what they expected, right. but I came in and kind of created a name for the program, a look, uh, how it would run, what the format would be, blah, blah, blah. Like, those things fell on me, so... You know, whether I stay in this agency or whatever, fatherhood matters will always be like my brainchild and my thing that I'll take on everywhere I go. Like you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. And, you know, some of our dads are, you know, go back and forth out of state and they express that how it works for them up here. So North Carolina's made requests. I've got a request from Baltimore and even Atlanta has like, yo, y'all guys are doing great things. So, yo, how could we do that down here? Right. So my, my bigger goal is to kind of take it and spread it. State to state, state to state and kind of create, I call it the paternity fraternity, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> and that's what I want. I wanted to have the feeling of a fraternity, a fraternity like brothers yeah. who are successful in it, who are going back and teaching the next generation, generation. of guys yes. on top of having that network of guys who fathers from different, you know, so that we can exercise best practices, meaning, yeah. yo, what's working for y'all in New York? Well, we having this trouble in Baltimore. How did y'all deal with that in New York? You know, just giving each other advice on what works for where you at and how to best engage the, the brothers in your particular town, city, area, whatever, you know what I mean? Okay, okay. And the, uh, so now the, the program itself is collectively for, for fathers. But Absolutely. How does it help them in the day-to-day the -day aspect of things or in relationships or... Well, our, our deliverables, our criteria is that we work with non-custodial dads because that was the largest concern. And a lot of that, that concern came from child support. Okay. okay. Right? So non-custodial fathers who don't live in a home but they're not paying child support, which means mom is on public assistance, which mm -hmm. becomes a drain on the city, blah, blah, blah. So then the city wants to enforce those fathers to start putting up that money. Right. So that's part of why they created the initiative to actually do it. Okay. How we help in the day-to-day... Part of our, uh, what, what we're asked to do is to do parenting classes from the 24-7 Dad Initiative. Mm -hmm. That was created around the time when Obama came up with the whole My Brother's Keeper movement, because that's mm -hmm. what fatherhood okay. came out of. That's okay. what that federal money trickled down to the states, to the cities, blah, blah, blah. Um, but within the course of our parenting, like we address things from your culture how you were raised, right. you know, because a lot of times how we were raised determines exactly how we'll raise our kids. We, we just mimic it, yeah, okay. you know what I'm saying? Um, we discuss co-parenting, we discuss discipline, mm -hmm. we discuss modeling what you should look like, we discuss child support, we discuss our definitions of manhood and what we see as a man, 
um, what we determine women's roles are. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about um, nonverbal communication as well as co-parent communication. Um, we just touch on all these subjects. So for the guys, it seems that depending on what you might be going, you know how you go to church. If you, I don't know if you go to yeah, church. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. I don't. But <laughs> but you know, like when you go to church, that once in the blue, and it felt like they're talking about you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. For a lot of guys will come and be like, this particular lesson is kind of hitting right in the head what they're going through, and that's the impact. Makes because it personal. It changes their thoughts. Like, yo, I've been doing right. this this way all this time unsuccessfully, right. and I never thought of another angle, and sitting in class today, you expressed all these different other ways to handle it that I didn't even think of, yeah. or I never tried, or sometimes fathers don't understand, because everybody's... Everybody wants to feel validated in their own feelings. Correct. So when you upset as the father, you don't look at what you did. Mm -hmm. You just look at how you feel and how it's affecting you. But then I'll be like, as the father, the child is always affected. Right. And as the leader of the family, mom is affected by how you operate or deal with her. So, you know, how you feel is valid, but right. it's secondary to your responsibility. responsibility yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So how you feel and your, you know have nothing to do with each other. Feeling I promote that all the time. Your duty dead. and your emotion have zero to do with so, each other. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, right. you know, you got to go to work every day. Do you want to go? No, no. but you got to go. So you yeah. do that. So same thing with mom. And I express to guys all the time that whatever you think or feel about her, at one point you was loving it. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's still your decision to how you got here. You got here based on decisions you made. So even if you mad at her, ask yourself what was your role in it. Accountability. And that's part of what I think I see changes a lot of guys is when they start to become conscious of, oh, it was my, yeah, I saw it coming and I still made a baby with her. Or I, she was cheating on her man with me and then I got, yeah, well, right. yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you yeah. start putting two and two together, you start to see how you played, you know, you're responsible for how you got here, right, you know, and I think that's part of the biggest change that guys see, you know. Um, okay, so um, I feel like I was going to ask you what do you look to achieve with your foundation, but with the foundation, but you said you, your ultimate goal is to spread it state to state, right? My ultimate, I mean, as a father who went through the court system and everything without any support, Sometimes it's a real hopeless feeling. Sometimes you want right. to listen. It's metal detectors at court for a reason, right? Yeah. There's no metal detectors at ACS, but there's mm -hmm. metal detectors at child support. So think about that. Put it in perspective how triggered men get. Right. You know what I'm saying? From the things that we go through. So a lot of times, there was times I felt hopeless. There was, and because I worked at the job that I worked at, mm -hmm. working as an advocate in ACS, I knew that things could get better, but nobody was helping me. Right. And Part of what my purpose is here, in my opinion, what God got me doing, is providing that resource for guys who don't have that. Giving them the resources that I didn't have so that they can understand that you stay engaged for your child. Because there was a lot of times along the way, I went to court for like three years. And even after three years, my daughter, we started when it was eight. Me and my daughter didn't start reconciling until she was like 16. Okay. So that was like eight years of me Back fighting and just being her life. So yeah. for some guys, sometimes it's frustrating, especially if the child starts to feel away. So, you know, she get in the kid's head, and now the kid's acting funny towards you. Yeah. And as a father, sometimes you want to give up yeah. because you just feel like it's too heartbreaking, and you just don't want to do it because 
your child is not reciprocating affection or love and you feel like the child took the mother's side and court feels like it's against you and it feels like it's taking forever. So some guys just want to walk away. Yeah. I personally love my daughter enough not to walk away, even though she got on my nerves or to this day, my daughter 20 and I still go through it with her. Right. You know what I'm saying? But to not give up. To not give up. Because yeah. some guys will just be like, forget that kid. I'm going to go get another girl pregnant and go have the family I want over here yeah. and forget that other child. You know what I'm saying? And my goal is to make sure none of those child children get forgotten about. It's not their fault. Right. They didn't they didn't have that bad relationship. Right. They are a result of it, but they didn't cause it and you know, fathers sometimes forget that because it hurts. Yeah. You know what I mean? And our egos tell us, shut that off. Right. Which means shut all emotion off, which right. means I have to forget about the kid too. To walk away from the mother, I gotta walk away from the child. No, and I don't totally want to see different. that happen. Exactly. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. All right, so is there any like upcoming um, things that you have going on that you want the people to, to know? Well, about? just so that you can have an understanding fully of all the things we do. We help fathers with child support. Okay. Um, we help with uh, going back to school. We help with uh, job training. We help with job placement. Anything that a father says that he needs to help him get on his feet so that he can be a better father, a better father for his child and be present. So part of our deliverables as a program mm -hmm. is that a father is paying child support, he's financially engaged, that he's physically engaged, meaning you're seeing them. They, see them you know, right. you're coming to see them and they spend time with you and educationally engaged because statistics say that and when fathers are involved in education, those kids thrive and do better. Yes. yes right? Yes, yes, yes. So that's those deliverables. Um, some of the other things we do, uh, resume writing, um, OSHA training, um, do physical fitness days, we have tool training, we have um, trips and activities for the fathers, we do parties in here, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Halloween, we, you know, we try to have co-parenting events that the parent, that the mother can come to too. Right. If, if there's no order of protection or whatever. Right. So we try to make sure that we can kind of engage. So even, my job is not to try to fix your relationship with the mother right. as far as y'all being together. Right. It's just that y'all can parent together. Right. You know what I'm saying? Healthy environment for the, for the, for the yeah. child. And for the past four years, we've been doing a, um, a fatherhood awards, which is something I started before I took this job, and I'm just trying to keep that going. Okay. So we do a fatherhood awards every year around October, November, into October, early November for fathers and people get nominated like all agencies and programs from mm -hmm. around the, the borough nominate fathers we usually give about 20 fathers an award nice. on that night and we have a dinner and we just celebrate fatherhood on those nights you know what i'm saying but we offer tons of resources and if whatever we don't we'll refer you to or we'll plug you into but we're case management right so once right. you're enrolled in fatherhood we you know, we are case managers. Whatever you're saying you're trying to accomplish, we'll help you with. So even if you have medical issues or disabilities or whatever, our job is to help make your life more functional so that you can now be a better dad. Right. Exactly. Okay. All right. So um, just tell people where they can, um, you know, see you, if it be Instagram, YouTube, whatever you have. Platform. Oh, I'm whack on social media, but <laughs> personally. But for fatherhood, we have um, our IG is fatherhood underscore matters 18. Mm -hmm. That's our IG. I don't even remember if we have a Facebook, okay. um, to be honest. I don't know how whack that sounds, but no, that's no, the that's truth. Um, we're working on our website now. Okay. Um, we're working on our website now. I can't give you the name of the website because we have to choose another name. Because uh, What about the address? The address, the address 400 Victory Boulevard, Suite C, okay. um, Staten Island, New York, 10301. Okay. Um, we're, again, we're under UAU, United Activities Unlimited. Um, 
Our email is fatherhood at unitedactivities.org. Um, and our phone number is 718-448-5151. All right, man. Well, you know, that's going to conclude it. I thank you for your time. And, I thank y'all uh, for having me. What you, what you got going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, once again, we thank you. I appreciate meeting you and you you working wonders for the community. I was with on Staten Island forever, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 it's not just me because I, I really want to shout my team out. I, I yeah, feel yeah. like I got a good team. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, Miss Linda Huff, Robert Perkins, Bianca Rosso. Now I just got a new guy, Jorge Reyes. Nice. Um, some of our alumni like uh, Tubby. His name is Jonathan Newsom, And some of the guys who have already completed, but they just committed to our program. And they nice. keep supporting. They keep coming back. Nice. Um, so we're doing our best to make as many changes as we can in Staten Island. And again, my personal goal, separate from the job, is... Mm-hmm. That paternity fraternity, because I really feel like when men start moving like men, the shorties start following us. So a lot of the headaches and the crime and the drama we see in our communities is really by the shorties, right? 17, 18, 19, 20, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of our men kind of checked out. So you used to do crime or you used to be a street cat. Now you're kind of 40 and you're kind of aged out because the game don't really ain't friendly to the old guys. And... But these shorties is wilding, but nobody's checking them. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's no rules being set in the, in the community like how to move. So right. I like feel like case. when we move a certain way, right. if enough of us move that way, the shorties will be like, I'm going I'm I'm to choose that choose route. Because right. it right. really ain't right. that hard. You out here no, doing what you're doing anyway. It's just a matter of doing the right thing and making better choices. I'm not asking anybody to be Amen. a saint. I'm not asking anybody <laughs> to, to save people. Yeah. Um, you don't got to be Barack, but... Just keep it a buck. Yeah, yeah, do what yeah, you yeah. got to so do. Handle you your business. Keep your word. Right. Take care of your children. Be an upstanding example. Exactly. And, and the rest be a father to the other kids who don't have a father. So if right. your kid, like my daughter had a friend for years. I've never met that girl's father. That girl came to my daughter's birthday every year. Wow. And I've never seen that dad. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I made sure that I could model something. For her, so exactly. Right. My daughter's little sister's father is not that engaged. You know right. what I'm saying? So right. I had to do that. So as men, I feel like when I say this paternity, fraternity, I feel like it's our obligation and responsibility to model manhood for our communities as a whole. Yes. So even for the shorties who don't have that father figure, they can look up to you yeah. and be like Mr. Such and Such or whatever. Because right. my pops when I was little was that guy who would buy the whole block ice cream. We'd nice. all be out there playing football in the street. My pops, the ice cream truck come, <laughs> he just buy the whole block ice cream. Why? Because everybody's going to have. There's not going to be no yeah. kid standing out here without. without. Yeah, sir. You feel me? That's so right. that's part of the, what I'm, my personal goal out of fatherhood, that the impact that I want to make in every community we touch is that the men start moving accordingly. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. Yes, sir. All right, so we're going to close it out there. Thank you for tuning in to Real Life-ish ATG. And uh, please share this, this episode, um, comment, um, you know, and just let us know what you think. Thank you.